Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Crazy times. Um, tonight, I'm going to go see the Black Keys. And then tomorrow, Aftershock. And then Friday, Aftershock. And it's been fun, but I want this week to be over. Uh, I don't think I'll ever do this again, where it was like four in a row. Um, that's nuts. It really is nuts. But, you know, you do it, and... Yeah, the sugar last night was just wild. That's the way to open. I mean, well, they had opening acts, but the way they opened the show, they did it with their new song "Broken Cog." That you know what? It was that's that was truly cinematic. Here they are. They're from Sweden. The way they opened, they had like these lights. They had these images. It was like something out of Aliens meets Predators. It really was. My friend was even taken aback by it. There was the strobe lights. There was the sounds. It was, I mean, it was packed. It was packed. You had to, like, look around people, you know. I, I always get that where tall people, it's almost like you want to say to them, hey, you know, I am shorter than you. If you would let me in front of you, they, you know, that's not how people think. People people are thinking about their own shit. They're, they're inconsiderate in that aspect. And, but it was a metal show and I'm going to see them again on Friday. So yeah, I may or may not film because you know, it's like, I I pretty much filmed that whole show, but see, I don't film like that. Like I'll film bits and pieces, but there were certain moments where I was like, it was like 14 minute video because Meshuggah, their, their shit is extensive. It is extensive. And, um, they've been around for 31 years. So I loved it. I love the opening act, uh, In Flames. They were great. Torch were good too. In Flames, that singer, he, he just knows how to provoke his audience. And I, and I like that. And then Meshuggah. Meshuggah was just, they spoke a little bit, but, and, and that's the thing. They're not there to speak. I think, I think people are taken back by that is when an artist doesn't speak to the audience they did, but they blazed right through it. And I can understand that because you, you have a focus point. You know what I mean? And you're there to rock. And the night is, the night is long. And come on. But they, they, they ended a lot sooner than I thought they would. I was, I was really stunned by that. I was stunned by, you know, because I, I was expecting them to go past like 1130. And they didn't. So, yeah. As, as you can tell, I'm multitasking right now. And I've got the hands free. And, it, and it's crazy. And that, But that's what you do. That's what you do when you go to Mountain View to go see the Black Keys. This is the first time I've ever seen them. And, you know, I feel like Indiana Jones, you know. I'm going on my exploration and... But Meshuga, I, I think I said this last night, is that they sound better live than they do on the record. Um, maybe it's a little bit of a compression thing. Because all artists, you know, encounter that. When you're making an album and, and you know, that's why they have, like, the spatial audio now. It's because it, it's really changed things dynamically. And, um, yeah. 
I might finish the rest of this at the Black Keys concert in the stands. That's if they don't have me have one of those little pouches. And then it's like, oh, shit, bitch. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, it's it's been it's been a fun week. It's been uh, a week that I'm still stunned by. Like I said, Meshuga, if that's how you say their name properly, Meshuga blew me away. That shit was crazy. And you're and you're right there in it with them. And I said to my friend, did you want to do the balcony or floor? We did floor because you could see those fuckers. You literally could. I mean, they had beards and shit. And but seriously, it was like watching a, a movie. Very Nordic. And they just kind of stood there and, and played very intense. There was there was an intensity about Mishuga that other bands don't have. I can see why they toured with Tool. I really can. And then Tool were influenced by them because if you remember the song Jambi from 10,000 Days, the bass, um, Justin Chancellor was saying how it had a very Mishuga kind of sound. Like, oh my God, it sounds like Mishuga. So that's that's saying something right there when you can borrow with, from other bands influentially. And and they're from Sweden. Sweden Sweden has become this and and Norway as well has become this hotbed of metal, death metal and and extreme metal. Maybe it's the cold, I don't know. It it's hard to say with that. It's hard to say. But it's intense and I think that's why we all love it. Um, the image, the iconography, but Meshuga, Meshuga have a long, long career. They have been doing this since the 1980s. They put out their first album in 1991. And if you go back into their catalog in terms of their evolution, these guys are loud. They are fucking loud. This is, this is not, um... Britney Spears. This is just not. You could dance to this shit. I mean, people, people were in that pit. That's why I didn't go to the floor. I was like, no. And then also, my last time at the Warfield, where I saw Ministry, I lost my hearing in my left ear. And so, I would, you know, there's that debate: Do I wear the earplugs? Oh, I'm not gonna bring them with me tonight. Oh well. Oh well. <sighs> yeah, I really haven't needed earplugs since Deftones. There have been certain artists, you know, I'll go and it's like, okay. Like even, even, um, Behemoth, I didn't need the earplugs, but I was sitting at a table eating a pizza. You know, I, I, I decided to do that. Cause I was like, you know what? Let, let's, I, I didn't get into the pit. I didn't get on the floor. A part of me wanted to get on the floor and just watch them. But I like that vantage point where I can see all of the band members. Huh? So yeah, it was. It was extreme. It was extreme, but you know it's Mishuga, and we were chanting Mishuga. I mean, and if you don't know from studying Yiddish, Mishuga means crazy. It's Yiddish, <laughs> and and they're well aware of that that term. So I I absolutely love them. I thought they were extraordinary, and um, I'll dive more into it later on. Um, Yesterday, we lost the uh, amazing Loretta Lynn. So I, I have a few questions for L- Loretta. Miss Lynn, 
you're gone now. How does it feel? Honey, I'll tell you something. I lived on this earth for 90 years. I'm from Butcher Holler. And, you know, and your granddaddy was from Kentucky, honey. Yes, he was. And so you understand. Hill people, you know, we're talented. But our, our bodies are very, 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 um, how do I say the word? They're very, um, um, sensitive. So the fact that I went out there, you know, I got married at 15, honey. And back in, you know, now that's considered a crime. But back then, you know, dude, dude just wooed me and everything. And I had him, all them kids. And then, you know, I got my sister, Crystal Gale, you know, um, Lynn. Or not Lynn. But, well, she got a different last name. And, you know, her book, Make My Blue Eyes Blue. So it's in the family business. You know what I mean? And so, Loretta, now that you're gone, what do, what do you, what are your hopes for your legacy? Well, my legacy's been written a long time ago. And I know that you saw Coal Miner's Daughter, and this is a film podcast. Yes, it is, ma'am. Thank you. Um, it's just a space that, you know, even for Halloween, if they want her to dress up like me, go right ahead. Go right ahead. She earned that Academy Award. She sang those songs, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. You know, we're taking it to Fist City. Now, you died in your sleep. Had you died awake, had, would you have raised your fist? Oh, most definitely, honey. You know, I would have been gone out singing. But I, in my dreams, I sing all the time. You know what I mean? So, it ain't nothing that a chicklin dump, chip, chip gumplin, you know, don't fix over. So, uh, what what was your favorite? I love Van, Van Leer Rose. Oh, yeah. You know, Jack White, I would have loved to work with him again. He was such a, a sweet baby. And, um, you know what I mean? And, yeah. I love Portland, Oregon. I lived in Portland. You know, when I wrote those songs and I had them filed away and everything, and he found them, honey. Well, thank you, Miss Lynn. Um, I hope you enjoy the afterlife. Oh, baby, everybody that I ever loved is here. Some of my kids, Patsy Klein, my husband, my parents, and, and, you know, um, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Lynn. You're welcome, baby. So that was Loretta Lynn, um, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. If you've never seen Cole Miner's Daughter, that is such a good film. You got Tommy Lee Jones as Doolittle Lynn, and you've got Sissy Spacek in her Oscar winning performance as Loretta Lynn. I mean, and you know, there's actually actors out there that study that performance, namely Edward Norton. When Edward Norton was going to do the Southern accent for. Um, what was that film? Um, was it Primal Fear? Yeah, Primal Fear. Um, and uh, that's that's where he got the southern accent. So uh, I will hopefully be back when I'm in the stands. If not, unpleasant dreams. And so, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I have made it to Mountain View. I'm sitting in my seat. I just wanted to say Unpleasant Dreams because there's music playing. I'll tell you about the show tomorrow. Unpleasant Dreams. <laughs>